Hello everyone, welcome to Got to Start Somewhere, the podcast where I, Maddie Holmes, have open and honest conversations each week, exploring what it really means to start something new for the first time. Today's episode is one of, as I've already said, is one of my favorite topics. Um, and we're gonna be talking about starting somewhere with friendships. So the importance of female friendships, how male and mixed gender friendships can, can they be successful or not? And how they impact romantic relationships and the toxicity of social media when it comes to thinking about connection. So today with me, I have Bella and Fenella. Hello. It's so nice that your names rhyme. <laughs> I know, it's very true. <laughs> it's kind of like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Oh, thank you. Definitely yeah. Tweedledee. Uh, you can be Tweedledum. I am definitely Tweedledum. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're pretty Bella. So originally, I asked you to tell me a bit about you. Oh, yeah. And you do real tennis. <laughs> and, when yes, you, and when you told I me do. you joked, and you were like, not fake tennis. Oh, my gosh. Everyone tennis. makes that blooming but joke. What, but what is real tennis compared to normal so tennis? So it's kind of... I guess the best way to describe it is a mixture of kind of squash and lawn tennis. Oh. But real tennis was first. Uh, okay. Just like to put that okay. out there. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have to hit against a wall like in squash? Yeah, kind of. It's got um, four walls and then it's got like walls that are slanted. It's got roofs in there. It's got nets within the walls. And then you've got... Wow. It's just a very weird it's sport. Very it is. And yeah. how did you get into that? Uh, my family played it, so oh. just kind of went in just with went it. In. And then you've so. done competitions and stuff, and you've done really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, I have. I have not played in so long, though. I was. I remember when I said this to you, I was like, oh, actually, oh, I haven't played in a very that. long time. <laughs> but, but yeah, I do lots of competitions when I'm back home. Just mm. nice. That's very cool. And Bella, you went to Fiji, which is probably one of the things I'm most interested in. <laughs> I did. You I went did. to Fiji, Fiji and you did lots of volunteering and yeah, beaching I did. and everything. I did. I stayed with a um, Fijian family in That's their amazing. home. I was welcomed into their family. Um, was it amazing? It was amazing. Was that oh, yeah. the whole it was out experience? Of the world, right? Well, it was in this world, but it, was out <laughs> it felt like it was out of this world. It did, it did. But it was so stunning. It's like, it's a country that, like, that I've never been to before. Yeah. So wow. It was really lovely. Yeah. I love it. Do you want to go back? Yes, I definitely do want to go back at some point. Was it really hot? Um, was it the well, right time of year? We actually went in their winter. Oh, okay. So it was either checking it down with rain oh. or it was really, really hot. It was really, okay. really hot, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tropical. <laughs> Tropical. Um, so, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about friendships. You two are very close. No, I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you too. Oh my gosh. No, I hate you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this is going to be a fun episode. This is going to be an odd one. <laughs> um, how did you guys meet, first of all, to tell the listeners how you met? Basically, we were in halls together, but we weren't in like the flat or anything. So, <laughs> I didn't really get on with my flat at first. Okay. So, <laughs> I was a bit scared. And then in Bella's flat, there was a girl called Lexi that I used to go to school with. And mm. then, so I was just like, hey, can I come eat dinner with you, please? Because yeah. my flat scared me. But I remember when we first met, it was actually at the MP. Yes. Um, and I was really intimidated. I by was you. intimidated by you as well. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like so all pretty. the real friendships start like yeah. that. Because a lot yes. of people that are some of my closest friends now, you know, I was like, oh, you look so scary. Honestly, like, I, didn't yeah. want to go I was like, she's you. so pretty. She must be one of those like horrible girls. <laughs> you know? yeah. But you were so she confident. Is. You were so confident and like, like, I was very drunk. Like, quite loud, like not in a bad way, but like you were loud and confident. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so intimidated by you. Oh, but but, look um, at with, and look at you now. now. <laughs> um, how much do you value your female friendships in your lives? Oh, so much. So much. They're so important. I yeah. would say they're probably the most important because like, say if you have a boyfriend and that boyfriends can come and go, but mm. like female friendships, if you have mm. a good, like solid foundation. Yeah, no, it's so true. Then it's like, because 
you could be like sisters. Yeah, like, literally, literally, it's incredible. I think, like as well, as you grow older, your your friendships really change in terms of how often you see each other and you know yeah, what you do exactly. when you spend time together. And obviously, when you're at school, you see those friends every day, mm-hmm. so it becomes like a really like consistent thing. And then once you move to uni or you go away or you move abroad or whatever, mm-hmm. I found recently in my friendships, it's so nice because I still see those friends that I've known four or five plus years, but it's only a few times a year. And when we see each other, it's really random. It's just like, oh, I'm in London this one day, and so are mm. you. Like, let's just go and grab a meal or go get coffee. And it's very spontaneous. And then you chat for a few hours, and then you're like, this has been so nice. Now I'm not going to see yeah. you for another six months. Exactly. What's great about those friendships, I find, is that it just goes back to normal. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like you've been away for like maybe a year even, but it's just Absolutely. incredible. Yeah. I love those and friendships. And they are the when you know they're the best friendships. Oh, yeah, yeah. completely. Because it just feels like there's no time has been in exactly. between. Exactly. Do you feel a need to constantly message and like social, like in terms of like social media, keep in touch with? those friends that aren't based in Exeter? Well, I'm actually really bad at this. So even just like when I, <laughs> Christmas time, like when I went home, I hardly spoke to uni people and that was really bad for me, but yeah. I'm just not good at keeping up with social media, yeah. really. No, me neither, me neither. And like, I think, because I've only got, I've got a really close-knit group of people. Well, they're not in a group, but they're my individual friends at home. Mm. But I, it's like, it's the thing when it just never changes. Yeah. It never changes, so I don't feel the need to message them all the, mm. all the time because I know it'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah. like obviously I do occasionally if I think about them I message them like, oh thinking about you, hope you're okay and all mm-hmm. of this. But yeah. yeah That's just, really I nice. Um what do you think are like the key values or qualities that you look for in a friend? Oh my word. Um, <laughs> about the vibe. No, that's actually so true. You no, have to think. You yeah. get really spiritual now. It has to be like the energy that they yeah. bring into your life. Yeah. It really genuinely is. Because, like, if I meet someone, you can just tell if they're a nice person. I mean, okay, so I would say being a nice person is <laughs> uh, yeah. the Similar yeah. moral values is yeah. definitely something that. Mm-hmm. Because I just find it's like some friends have found that recently I've like. We have very different moral values. Mm. I'm just like, that's actually so much that I don't think I can be friends with you Mm -hmm. because it's such a fundamental difference. Well, I always think you try to find people that are like you and can can connect with because you see that similarity in yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, I guess over time, there's this real thing that I've experienced in the last few years is as I've kind of changed and grown and Mm -hmm. changed as a person, I've had to leave people behind because they've just not fitted who I am and like where yeah. I'm going, what my road is. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that completely. Future. And then you're just like, actually, it's nothing really that personal, but mm-hmm. I just don't think we can. Yeah, and also yeah. You, people just anymore. grow apart yeah, completely. It's so yeah. True. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so having mixed gender friendships, mm-hmm. I find this fascinating. Like, <laughs> I love reading about like the chemistry between boys and girls, but then how when you're looking for a, like when you find yourself with guys as friends, like how that all comes about. But yeah, do you have a lot of male friends in your lives? Um, I do. I, I wouldn't say I have an extensive amount. I've got, mm. a, I've got a few, I would say, that I value a lot actually. Because mm. yeah. it, it's, quite, it's quite refreshing to have like different perspectives on yeah. like issues, mm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got like a problem, you go to your, like, your male friends and they bring a different perspective mm, that yeah. you wouldn't see yourself. Um, and also it's just so fun. And like as, as a whole, I don't know if it's quite, I'm being quite, general but there's no drama mm, there really isn't like, oh, I know yeah. it's such a typical thing to say yeah like but it's <laughs> mm-hmm. it's true and it's just so chill you can just chill you can chat absolute rubbish yeah. with them yeah and are you in a mixed house at the moment? Yeah, we're in a mixed house. So mm. we're living with um two guys and four of us girls. Yeah. And do you find and those two guys really mediate the female? Uh, <laughs> actually, I, I don't really know. 
I, I think that they, they find it quite overpowering to have. Oh, yeah, because we're not like, we're are... we're quite um, strong females. Like, yeah. we don't take any... Yeah, yeah, and you can be quite yeah. loud sometimes, um, but that's Me fun. loud. <laughs> it's fun, um, but yeah, um, it is nice. I I I always knew that I wanted to be in a mixed house. Mm. I just wanted that balance of energy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm. um, yeah. I love having guy best friends. Like, yeah. oh, I love it so much. I don't know what it. Brings. I love it. I just <laughs> love the men. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. I just it's just I don't know what it brings, but it just brings a different kind of. It does. Like it you said, a different, different energy. energy. It really does. Because a different I think perspective. With women, well. especially at uni, maybe like it can get quite stressful in terms of like work and like I think mm-hmm. as females you can we can get quite overworked up about yeah. certain things and then when you just see the life of a boy mm. and you're like they literally don't just they, they don't worry about <laughs> they don't anything worry about they don't care about <laughs> yeah. It's, it's bad because most of my course friends are guys because mm. doing economics mm. mainly yeah. men. And I actually find working with them so stressful. That's the really? worst thing I find. I'm just like, you're too disorganised. Yeah. I need to be organised now. Do you find doing economics where there's definitely a high percentage of men to women, mm. do you feel um, that brings a different kind of atmosphere when you're like in your lectures? Because I was talking to somebody about this the other day. This is a real sidetrack, but it's anyway. fine. I enjoy sidetrack. Um, but yeah, being in a, in a more male-dominated d- degree... Um, other women have said I feel like I can't speak in my seminars because I'm like mm. one of the few, only few girls in a, a huge seminar group yeah. of men and all this kind of thing. So you feel yeah. like you have to prove yourself more? Uh, I don't know. So this is, okay, so I've been in like um, groups, for example, like presentation mm. groups where it's majority men. Mm. But that kind of thing, I don't feel a problem with speaking up and voicing mm-hmm. my opinions because mm-hmm. Not to be like I know I'm like but I know I've got brain cells yeah. and also I went to <laughs> I went to an all girls school so right, okay. we were definitely taught just to like speak your voice I yeah. never thought it would be an issue to yeah. not but also in lectures I find very few women actually speak up it's mm. mainly men mm. but also I don't know then again no one actually ever speaks in our seminars or lectures oh, really? it's, it's the oddest thing no one ever talks it was really annoying mm. but yeah it is mainly guys okay. that do it okay so like you just said did you go to an all-girls school no i didn't Great. okay so we'll start with vanilla okay but grow i went to an all-girls school mm-hmm. until sixth form mm-hmm. and it really messed up my how i viewed men yeah. mm-hmm. in my life because we didn't have there was a boys school kind of locally but we didn't it wasn't like brother sister school where you mix loads and oh, right, yeah. of stuff mm-hmm. so i literally didn't have any male friends until i was 16 like good solid male friends yeah. they were they were Boy, there were boys that we would like be in a friendship group with yeah. but we'd all just fancy all of them and then yeah. try and work ourselves up to kiss them and then we never did <laughs> yeah, the and then we'd cry over it and then like oh and, and then they would like they would come and go within like a yeah. few years and that never heard from them since mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, but it really took me a long time to adjust from I literally just saw boys as something to like fancy and like I couldn't then, talk to them yeah. couldn't ever like relate to them because they literally were alien yeah they were like a myth They're like yeah. oh there's a boy yeah, yeah and it boy. took me a real while to kind of adjust and be like actually no some of the boys in my life now are like some of my closest friends, friends and like exactly. I love that about them. Yeah. And yeah, how did you so, find it? I, so I went to a mixed school for primary school and I think actually, so I kind of very, I was very shy at primary school. I didn't mm. talk at all. And then when I came to secondary school and it was just all girls, I really came out of my shell and I really, I don't know, it then became, I guess mine's slightly different because we had the brother school down mm. the road and we always, um, because I did drama, we always integrated a lot from like year, year 10 onwards. And when it came to sixth form, I actually had half of my lessons down at the boys' school because, again, doing drama, I um, we had to mix classes because we were such small mm. classes from then on. But I don't know, it was definitely the myth of, oh, a boy, a boy's walking down the corridor now, what's, what's yeah. happening here? And I guess it kind of did build at first a bad relationship with guys because, again, 
also going, I don't know about you, but all girls school, they kind of made it seem like, oh, girls, like they kind of try to force down girls are better than boys. Oh, or really? Or do they, do they not do that no. with you? Okay. <laughs> just for that. Look, just, just my school, thank you. Um, well, not force, I guess that's kind of the well, I guess they, were they maybe just trying to get it into females' minds that like, yes, you're at school too. and like Exactly, you can, you can, do just, just you can be just as, as good. Yeah, but just I guess well. some teachers definitely pass that off as more of a, oh, you're better than right, them. Right, okay. Which it's just, it was just lots of toxic thoughts, yeah. I guess. But yeah. yeah, I felt like it kind of did isolate us from the boys. But then again, I kind of liked it because it made me a lot more confident, I think. Mm. But also, it did make it hard to socialise with boys properly at first. The only know. thing I really like appreciate from my all-girls school education was that I did concentrate so much. Oh my and gosh, I did yeah. learn and like stay really focused. And actually, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like, I had no problem with speaking out in lessons and answering questions. Yeah. And I think if I potentially had gone to a mixed school, I would have been like, oh, I don't want to say in case I get it wrong and embarrass myself. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Bella? Yeah, so I went to a mixed school. um, And, I mean, in in high school, like myself, I wasn't exactly the most confident person anyway. um, And I did struggle a lot. um, But having, so having boys for me um, was, I I would say, I mean, yeah, a bit of a bad thing and a bit of a good thing because good-wise... I learned to socialise with boys mm-hmm. and they were just parts of life, you know what I mean? Um, but boys boys in high school at that age are absolute... They're twats. twats. I'm just going to say. Are. Yeah, they, are. they are. Like, they're, they're so... So immature. So oh, so immature. immature. <laughs> they are. And it's and it made me even more self-conscious to, like, to just mm. be there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because they were always had, like, this... <laughs> this macho energy yeah do you know what yeah. i mean and like and they they felt that they were better than everybody else and well I, i'm speaking about the you know the mm. the hierarchy that exists yeah. in high school and i'm talking yeah. about the people at the top oh god but yeah i think as a whole it did having having boys there it did affect me in, in a bad way because i i got some boys weren't very nice to me mm. um and it's Yes, it wasn't too nice, but it was it was nice to have. I did have a select few guy friends that were, were lovely guys. There's mm-hmm. always going to be lovely guys, obviously, um, which helped me through, again, with this male perspective. Yeah. It's really interesting. I had a really good time at school. I think if I might have been in a, a mixed school, it might have mm. been a different experience, but yeah. I had such a good time. But now, you know, hearing stories from other friends and stuff, a lot of people really didn't like school. Yeah. And, and, and I've come to uni and they're like, I feel like a breath of fresh air. Uni is mm-hmm. where I want to be. I found my people. Yeah. At school was just a whole other board game. Mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting. Yeah, I definitely peaked at school. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> my social life was amazing. <laughs> I, yeah, I like school. <laughs> so I think, yeah, so going back to the whole thing of, mixed gender friendships yeah. um, I think boys have less friends but much closer friends mm. and girls I don't know about you guys but for me personally I quite like to spread myself out mm. quite thinly and have like multiple friendship kind of groups mm. or people that I'm friends mm. with but then obviously still have that kind of like core group core from group, yeah. home yeah. Um, but yeah I think with boys they just don't feel that need as girls do to kind of maybe girls are just a bit more sociable and yeah wanna, I also feel like it's almost know. kind of like a pressure I don't yeah, know about you maybe. but I sometimes feel a pressure to have lots of friends mm, and then yeah. I don't know. It's the thing, and it, it's really hard, like, because it's it's really hard to spread yourself out of loads of people. Because I don't mm-hmm. have a friendship group. I never have. I'm just not the sort mm. of person that functions well in the group. Um, so I have loads of individual friends, but it's so hard to like spread your time yeah. between mm-hmm. that. Um, so I guess with with that aspect of what you're saying about like boys, like maybe that's why I get on like better with, with boys, boys because mm. I'm more similar, similar to, to a boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, so the so now I want to talk about um, how when you're in a relationship 
and you have maybe core boys as friends or that one best friend that you've been friends with since you you know your child mm-hmm. or whatever how that kind of affects your not it doesn't even affect your relationship but just how you know ideas of jealousy can come <coughs> into it and there's mm-hmm. always like I mean I don't want to associate with rom-coms because I think they tell a really false narrative but oh, yeah. that idea of you know the best friend like the you know becoming one, the girl yeah. the, girl, the best girl friend gets like a, bo- a boyfriend and then the best mate is like, like constantly oh, running after her yeah. and it's like oh why did I let her go all this kind mm-hmm. of thing um I've been in this situation where I have a best boyfriend Mm-hmm. Um, who I've known now for like five years and we have a friendship very much like my kind of girl friendships where like we don't see each other very often mm-hmm. maybe a couple of times a year we've been on holiday together like we just get on really really well it's completely mutual mm-hmm. and but then still boyfriends in the past have found that not necessarily an issue but have just been a bit like oh there is another boy that's very important in your you, life yeah. how do I fit in and mm-hmm. around that and all that kind of thing do you have any experiences of that either of you I mean, yeah, um, so uh, back in the day, like high school, sixth form, um, I had a really, really close friend called Max. Mm. Yeah, but I I think that's a kind of a different story because there was, with Max and I, there was always kind of a... Chemistry. There was a chemistry, (laughs) a massive chemistry. um, And when I I was with Adam, my Mm -hmm. ex-boyfriend... I don't know. I think there was definitely he de- there was definitely an element of jealousy. Like mm-hmm. say when I said, "Oh, I'm going to go up to Max's." Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's this idea of it was this idea of just it would just, it would just be me and Max and Adam was like mm. that's maybe a trust thing, which is more yeah. Efficient. Yeah. I guess if you like fully mm. trust each other, then yeah. they exactly. know it's not an issue. Exactly. Like now with <coughs> Harry, um, like he so he's got this absolute best girlfriend called Izzy. Um, Izzy Valdez, and she's so lovely. I love her so much. I got on really well. Um, and at the start, I definitely found that so intimidating, yeah. that yeah. relationship. I did. It's something to kind of navigate, isn't it, and get around mm. and is. think, how exactly. how can I, yeah, slot into this? Yeah, but it's, it's so true what you said about, like, the trust. Mm. And it's as our relationship progressed and mm. I trusted him more, then it was, and I, I got to know Izzy more and their relationship more. It's it became fine. And I think it's also about boundaries fine, as yeah. well. Like because there is that real fine line I think between <coughs> yeah. really close friendship and mm-hmm. fancying someone or mm-hmm. having a crush on someone. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, you just have to keep in check of like what those boundaries are because I've had friends in the past whose boyfriends have said, Oh yeah, I just slept in my friend's bed, like no biggie because we're so no, close and we've yeah. known each other since we were three and now we're like twenty something and, mm-hmm. and like there's still just there has to be that level of respect. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Cause yeah, it's fine if you are friends and you have that really like you are you can but sleep there in is a bed a line. if you don't have a girlfriend. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you can sleep in the same bed. But when you get a partner, mm. then you have to draw you, the line. Yeah, get out the line. Get the ruler. Because I remember in my relationship with Adam, one time I saw on Snapchat he was just in his boxes around his mate, his mate Josie. And I was like, I'm sorry, but that's just not on. You can't be... I mean, yeah. I don't know how you feel, but No, I know what you mean. I, like, I think when you're single, yeah. it is different because you're like, oh, you can be in your box if exactly. you want. I don't mind. Exactly. But then when there's when you're like, actually, I do have mm. a, a boyfriend or I'm in a relationship, mm. there are certain things that are not that yeah. are not, not acceptable. acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. And they and they naturally have to respect you as well and be like, yeah. okay, well, I can't start walking exactly. around in my boxes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, stop that. It's going to cause an issue. I find that I actually seek my guy friend's approval probably maybe even a bit more that I seek my girlfriend's mm. approval like bringing a guy back to Sam our uh, mm. housemate <laughs> uh, really? he's one of my bestest get, friends do they get quite like I don't, I, judgy they're very 
I guess they're also quite um, what's the word? Def- not defensive, protective. Yeah, I guess as well. Yeah, because they're yeah, like definitely. Just the whole thing. They'll be very judgmental and they'll let me know exactly what they're thinking. Like yeah. they won't wait a second. Mm. So I guess I kind of value their friendship. Not their friendships. That's not. <laughs> that's not right <laughs> at all. Their um, judgment. Yeah. I, I just yeah. I'm just very cautious of their judgment more. Yeah. I guess I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's very mm-hmm. true. I feel you. <laughs> have either of you, uh, well, more probably more for Nella because Bella has got her boyfriend intact. <laughs> um, but have you ever had that friend where you've been friends for ages and you are really close, but there's always been that underlying fe- chemistry and you're like, um, we're just waiting <laughs> for it Sam. to happen. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sexual chemistry. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> No, so I always had, like back at school, I always had guy friends that I mm. was, I fancied, but they didn't fancy. <laughs> no, genuinely, I remember yeah. when I had just got into secondary school, every like close guy friend of mine, I was like, he fancies me. He I must like, fancy I fancy me. him too. I was like, I was just waiting for it to happen. And, and then they'd be like, Maddie, we're just friends. And I'd be like, no, but we're not though. We're not. Like, <laughs> yeah, we trust are, me, we're not. not. And like, remember, it really took me a long time to define like actually what is just yeah, a really exactly. close friendship and what is like more than that. That's the thing. So I remember it was year 10 and he's still one of my best friends now, Ollie. <laughs> I actually fancied him so much. Well, I don't think I actually did. I just thought I fancied him. Right, okay. And I remember at a party, he got with a girl and I started crying. I was like, oh, oh my no. gosh, boys, they're awful. But <laughs> no, I think. I think when I was younger, I particularly mistook being friends for liking mm. them as something more. But mm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Really, I was <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but I know I feel like I find it quite. I find it. I don't know. No, I feel like the chemistry for me often builds over friendship. Mm. But sometimes the friendship I can realize. Oh no, it's not going to build. Well, chemistry, this is another thing. Friendship. A lot of people, a lot of girlfriends of mine, are like, I have to know them really well, and kind of usually the stuff that ha- that ends up progressing romantically comes from a friendship. Yeah. Whereas I'm the complete opposite. I, <laughs> yeah. I love strangers, yeah. <laughs> and then building something Obviously, from that, yeah. rather yeah. than having that lifelong friend that suddenly turns into something yeah. more. Mm. Um, but I just think, yeah, it's a really tricky one to navigate, mm. and yeah, struggle completely. It's very tough. Struggles. Um, so just quickly going back to rom-coms again. Oh yeah. There's always that thing of like best friends always like falling in mm. love. Blah, blah, blah. How how toxic do you think rom-coms can be in like today's society? Oh, I think give, sending out mixed mess like negative messages and all this kind of thing. I think they're quite bad because they just idolize everything, mm. and I'm just like yeah. that's not actually what it's like. Mm. And I just don't know. I just it's so unrealistic. Like I mean, it may happen for some people, but I think for me personally, rom-coms. It's it's just escapism. Like it's it's the mm. fantasy that people want in their life. So they watch it and they they immerse themselves in the in the movie, mm-hmm. in that fantasy that they want. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I yeah. just see it as escapism, but it is quite toxic. I think what is toxic actually is how they portray women. Mm-hmm. And because if you think about it, yeah. the majority of the time the woman is just like, oh, like all like yeah. crying. And yeah. like, oh, I don't know how to yeah. explain it, but it's, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just like feel... hyper hysteria. To be yeah, honest. no, exactly. I agree with that. Like, don't get me wrong, I blooming love a rom com. I think you have to learn to take it for what it is. It's yeah, nothing exactly. more than yeah. It's entertainment. Yeah, it's yeah. just entertainment. Because I used to always be like, oh my gosh, I want a boyfriend. Like, I want Angus Long's a perfect snogging. Mm, when yeah. I was like, oh, I want, I want yeah. Wild Child. I want mm. Alex Pettifer. Yeah. But, but it is that, that they are made to tug on your heartstrings. Mm. But one thing I do think that rom-coms do kind of put a negative spin on things it also is that like lots of them are based on like the people are at school and like I never really had that much romantic interests at school and I always thought that was like oh there's something wrong with me because obviously mm. all the 
protagonists with all of this are just like all skinny little girls like <laughs> they're like all really pretty and I was skinny like I was girls. nothing like that yeah, I was a if you think about like body image chunky old girl <laughs> yeah I know what you mean and it really just didn't help also because all these people being like oh yeah I'm in love at school I was just like and hi there I'm Isabella <laughs> <laughs> nice so the final thing on this kind of subsection that I really want to talk about which I find a real issue that I've personally experienced in the past and I've seen in my friends' relationships is girls forgetting their and putting their friendships to the side for romantic relationships. It's a timeless, it happens, Mm -hmm. we've all been there. Mm -hmm. I feel like in first, very, very first relationships, Mm -hmm. it's kind of the most Mm -hmm. impactful. Mm -hmm. And I've just seen so many friends like kind of lose contact, drift off, like dissociate themselves mm-hmm. so that they can like throw themselves into their relationships yeah. and then they end badly and then they turn around and they're like where are my friends where mm-hmm. are my friends that are not and it's and it's the most important thing and it's really not that difficult to just balance mm-hmm. balance your time yeah. keep your friends intact keep your relationship intact mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even merge them mm-hmm. exactly from time exactly. to time like it's i feel like it's the worst thing you can do personally yeah i agree yeah um so um i would think this is this is quite relatable relatable for me at the moment um, mm. because I mean when I first started dating Harry um, and when you're at the early stages of the relationships mm. you're with this person yeah. you're like you're spending this time with them and it's because you want to spend all mm. your time with them yeah like and falling in love and like just getting to know them and I don't know it's something about being in the early stage of the relationship you just want to spend all your time mm. with them so it is which so is completely important. fair it is it mm. is fair but it's it is so important to realize um that you you can't spend all your all mm. your time with them like you have to balance it and I must admit when I was first with Harry um I spent so much you can for it you go for it I spent so much time with him um and, and I realised, but ha- being as well, I think for me personally, the factor was having, being and doing drama mm. um, and it being such an intense course in mm. like terms of auditions, not auditions, um, re- rehearsals yeah. and like just modules that are so um, intense. intense. Yeah. It's so hard to balance um, your degree, mm-hmm. your boyfriend, mm-hmm. your own mental well-being yeah. and your own time. Uni is just a whirlwind. Like, there oh, is so, so much going on. It is. And like, I must admit, yeah, it was. I found it really hard to balance because. Were you in the same yeah. stuff as him? Just to clarify, Bella and Harry both do the same degree. Yes. Yeah. Were you in the same classes as him? That's how I met him. Oh, I see. That's how I met um, right. last year. Yeah, in first wow. year. One of the single straight male <laughs> drama students. <laughs> what a coincidence! <laughs> There's so yeah. few of them now. <laughs> it's a sparse. It's a sparse pond. <laughs> But yeah, I, f- I found I did find it difficult, but but obviously you're still here, and I've still got all my friends. Oh, yeah, when I didn't still lose yeah. anybody. Like, no. and that is one, and that is the healthiest sign of a relationship. Yeah. When and I guess I'd say you didn't balance. lose anyone. I gained a friend because I really like Harry. Oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> that was so cheesy. That's so nice. But I think I think now Harry and I were we're a year basically a year into our relationship now. Um, and it's got to the point where we can spend time apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Um, yeah, so I know that I've noticed I've been spending significantly a lot more time with my friends yeah. um, mm-hmm. recently, which I'm going to carry on yeah. doing, obviously, yeah. Um, which I'm really happy about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think your your relationship is very, very successful. It's, um, yeah. But as we know, in life, boys are temporary, and like it's always those girls that you've yeah. been with since day one that mm-hmm. will exactly. be there to pick you up and make you feel better mm-hmm. if things don't go to plan. Well, you see, actually, like my first best friend, my first like proper best mm-hmm. friend was in like, year 10 or year 9, whatever, mm-hmm. Um, I remember she first got her first boyfriend and we were we were literally inseparable and mm. she also lived just down the road from me so we spent mm. every single day together yeah. like not an exaggeration yeah 
And then I remember she got this boyfriend and then suddenly she like went off the face of the earth. She didn't really talk to me at all. Mm. And I remember she told people she thought I was trying to flirt with her boyfriend. I was like, mm, no, I'm just trying to spend time with you. Yeah. I, just, I just don't care yeah. if your boyfriend is like, I want to spend time with you. Yeah. And then she broke up with that boyfriend. And then suddenly we're best friends again. Yeah. I was like, yay, I've got my friend back. Yeah. I think it's really hard. I think in terms of that's another side of the coin is the two girl female friendships and then the boy coming in between that the same mm-hmm. way it can be two males and a female oh, like it just always the triangle always gets a little bit mm-hmm. complicated but um at the end of the day i always refer back to this but in dolly alderton's book everything i know about, about love, love oh my yeah, gosh i love that book. I, I actually am really in well i kind of i'm glad that she's i've never really heard about this before anywhere in terms of like literature or articles or anything about how obviously your your core friendships are now when you're 20 mm. But the, this decade coming now of our twenties is going to be full of, hopefully, marriage and oh, relationships. That's and actually all this so crazy. Crazy. That's interesting. And, and it's a thing that I don't think they tell you a lot about that. Once you know you get into really long term, like five plus year relationships and marriage, those friendships they're still always there, the same mm-hmm. as they are now, but but just not just, quite as much different. because then suddenly a whole full time marriage and children and all the jobs families and, and jobs and everything kind of gets in the way a lot more. Mm-hmm. Whereas now you're either in a relationship or you're single and there's not as much like foundation block kind of commitment going on so there is still that like free flow of female friendships and you can see them Mm -hmm. as often as you want and whatever and and it just like I'm glad that she did touch on the fact that as a prediction for the next 10 years like it will get trickier but then those friendships grow even stronger Mm -hmm. as well at the same time because my sister's recently got married this um, this summer yeah oh gosh it's incredible and um, basically (laughs) she's very like she's kind of Kind of like you, where she doesn't really have that many like friendship groups. She just mm-hmm. has her core friends, yeah. and she has like her one best friend, Kate, and then her husband, mm-hmm. and who's also oh my god, he's incredible, and also her best friend. So although her relationships have changed, she's also they've actually become stronger. Yeah, which she's found recently yeah. because of the husband. Which is so good. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, that is just the one thing to anyone listening. If you think mm, I'm not really spending enough time with my girlfriends, change your act, <laughs> act up, <laughs> like sort yourself out because. <laughs> Yeah, there, there has to be a balance. Yeah, exactly, yeah, it really does. Um, so the final little bit we're going to talk about Ooh. is the influence of social media on your friendships. <sighs> because I think personally, it's obviously a great thing. You can keep like being able to keep in contact with people mm-hmm. that are in other countries, are not in Exeter and all, at unis mm-hmm. all over the country. And you just can literally send them, like you were saying, Bella, I think earlier, that mm-hmm. thing of you can just send out, oh, thinking of you, or oh, we yeah. must meet up soon, hope you're doing well. Mm-hmm. That just would not be able to happen without social media. I know. Um, but then there's that thing of, you know, it can cause, there's been so many studies about it causing jealousy and like um, imposter syndrome and like all these kind of things that then it kind of becomes a competition mm-hmm. with your female or other friends mm-hmm. on like who's almost better or who's doing the better job at being the best yeah. friend or yeah. whatever. What do you think about this? I, I find it so hard because also like, you're having to constantly, I don't know if you do, but I feel pressure to constantly like post and be like, oh, these are all my friends. Look at all this good time I'm having with all my friends. And I get some messages from friends being like, oh my gosh, I haven't been on your Instagram in so long. And I'm just like, really? Is that, like, it's, I don't know. It's just. That's so interesting. Kind of like a joke. Like it's almost, thing. yeah, but like, it was like, like, where am I on your Instagram? And I haven't been there. No, but it, it, I, no, I get that. I get that because it's like, yeah, if you have, if you have a friend and you're not on their Instagram for some reason, you think like, is that because they don't yeah. like? Yeah, because often yeah. you think that your Instagram care? is like a visual representation of what of who you mm, are, exactly. especially to strangers. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, it's a really weird one. And I think also there's been timeless timeless studies about how 
as soon as social media gets involved, you, 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 we as humans lose the ability to connect physically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, I always say this, like, over, I never really like speaking that much over text if I can help it because the the message and the kind of in, like, the in, what's it called? The in... Interaction. In nuance. You know in, what I mean. In, in, the nuance. Oh, the nuance yes. of, this, of the meaning of what you're saying is lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah English yeah. degree, guys. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, everything that you're trying to trying to get get across is lost and even with emojis like you can't fully express yeah. how you're feeling because mm-hmm. you're losing the interactions in your face and how you yeah. say stuff and yeah. whatever <laughs> and so as soon as you're in person it's just so much easier mm-hmm. to communicate and I think we all just get sidetracked by social media and ha- and eventually we'll all be dysfunctional robots that can't communicate how we feel and like yeah. it's mad oh, wow. yeah. check it out. have you yeah so talking about girls being like oh I haven't been on your Instagram for a while mm-hmm. what do we think about like likes and comments because oh. there's because now Instagram has taken likes off. Well, I think they have. They I were planning to take that, likes off your profile, yeah. So you can't see so, other people's likes on yeah. their photos because mm. that's not what it's about. No. It's about no, exactly. posting. Well, I post for me yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Exactly. I don't care about who likes or yeah. who yeah. sees. Yeah. It. I agree. I'm always like, oh, I just want this because I like this photo. Yeah. I want this to be out yeah. there. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, I don't care about likes. But I, <laughs> I actually posted something last night. If you guys uh, want to go check that out. But I found myself being like, oh. I haven't got a like in a while. Like I keep refreshing. Really? I was like, why am I doing yeah. this? It's just it so becomes it becomes a, it becomes an addiction. Spiral, like I want it? to like get their approval. Like or yeah, I'm always yeah. like, oh, why hasn't this person like liked it? Why mm-hmm. don't why mm-hmm. have they not seen my post yet? Like yeah. I'm just oh, it's, it's become so, so vicious. And you have you have all these girls like a lot of girls from my old life back at home. Like you see them with like 600 likes, and they're all like have about like. 50 comments mm. of all girls saying, oh, honey, you look amazing. Yeah, like, fire emoji. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, all of this. And then you look at yours, and, like, yeah, you do, you do your friends, like, commenting on it. Mm. Um, but then it makes you feel like, am I am I less, like, beautiful to look mm. at? Yeah, or am I mean? just, like, why do I have people, less friends? Yeah, or, like, why do... exactly. But, um... Yeah, and it makes you think, like, like you were saying, when you post something and you don't get likes. And like, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I remember... Um, this, when I was in high school, like a toxic time in my life, um, I would whenever I'd post something, literally, if it didn't get like like twenty five likes in the first like ten minutes, mm. I would take it down. Wow. And, like, honestly, because I was I was I was such a mess yeah. in high school, like it was toxic. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's just the pressure. Mm-hmm. It's such, such and you pressure. have to think about what that's doing to like young people that so many like 13, so 12, 13, 10 year olds are mm-hmm. using Instagram now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're being brought up on this whole thing of perception and showing your best side of yourself on Instagram and it's just such a lie because nobody likes putting up like the the bad like you know impression of them your your Instagram (laughs) is literally your like highlights of your oh, real, life, but it's yeah. but it's but it's warped yeah because you're not putting up everything yeah. well you see i kind of put up sometimes um some bad things but also i do that on my my, my finster actually yeah so, so I let's do lots talk of about finsters so oh, yeah. what was your reason for creating a finster um i originally did it. i did it when i was year 11 i think because i went over to america and all my american friends have finsters so i was like oh my gosh let me do this it's funny mm-hmm. it's quirky i'm so original and um <laughs> then i just did it because i always like to post like funny things like the pictures of me that didn't look good or something yeah. I'd be like really f- oh, yeah. stupid ones and then I kind of did it just for my close friends just to keep it fun and then recently actually the past year, this like last term yeah. I kind of realised that like my image body image had gone down quite a lot so I kept posting lots of things being like I did this like I remember one time the first one I did actually I went to like Urban Outfitters and I kept trying on loads of different clothes nothing fit and I remember crying in the um, changing rooms and then I posted about it being like why am I crying my bum doesn't fit into it my thighs my tummy all these things I should love and then I just 
start doing I started to do positive posts yeah, recently yeah, yeah which <laughs> and me and my friend are thinking of doing a positivity blog potentially oh, that'd doing be that so nice. good yeah. to do that yeah, just thinking yeah. yeah well I had a finster um, which is and it, it's really interesting how now looking back like it was a very specific time of my life mm-hmm. I posted for maybe about a year yeah. and it was called Ho Homes <laughs> and basically every post was me just going out like it was just pictures of me like going out clubbing being a drunk mess <laughs> doing loads of sexual things like and like making puns about it on the co- oh, the captions and stuff and like it w- and everyone like loved it like yeah. it was only my close friends there was maybe like 40 followers not many oh, yeah and um and yeah and my friends loved it and we're like oh my god we love her homes and like, at one point it became like a nickname oh yeah and this was this was just after i'd left school and um and then as soon as i came to uni like i completely stopped posting on it mm-hmm. i deleted it actually for good like permanently deleted wow. it the other day because I was like this isn't me anymore like, yeah. I'm, I'm not this person anymore <laughs> it suited it for a time um, and I really enjoyed doing it but then actually when you think about it you think why I was just putting so much time into an account yeah. and now like I barely I try to, I try to spend as little time on social media as possible mm-hmm. and it just really makes you yeah think about like how there was a yeah. whole like fashion of them and now yeah, they're kind, kind of, of just dying dead. out yeah. yeah well this thing like the whole time of like spending so much time on social media so after like just before we broke up for Christmas mm. I deleted like most forms of social media like I completely I've only redownloaded Snapchat this morning or last yesterday, night yeah. yesterday mm. and I just completely deleted everything I felt so much better yeah. about everything and I felt closer to all my friends because yeah. I was just mm. texting people yeah. rather than the other stuff. So you didn't go on social media at all over Christmas? No, not really. That's so nice. It was so much nicer. Well, I have this tradition where when I go on a big holiday, mm-hmm. so, so I've been very lucky that in the past few years I've managed to go to Asia for a month, Africa for a month. Oh, wow. On these family ho- amazing family holidays. And there's we're in the middle of nowhere and there's very mm. little Wi-Fi anyway. And I don't take my phone. Fa- I literally leave my phone in my house and I go to South Africa or um, Burma. I went oh, to Burma so nice. a few years ago oh, wow. and then went to Namibia this summer. And I just left my phone at home and it was so nice because these yeah. holidays like this is another thing with holiday culture mm. and you might have found this in Fiji like you're in the most amazing place in the world and you're still comparing your holidays to where everyone else is in that yeah. oh yeah it's so and you're true. like I am having the best time ever Literally. I don't need to justify how good a time I'm having yeah for the sake of somebody else like it's so true yeah and yeah and and, and, and still those are the best holidays I've ever had because I was mm. like present in the moment enjoying exactly. time with my family and yeah. doing amazing things yeah. This is a sidetrack, but also this idea of orbiting. I don't know whether you've heard about this. No, so it's not. basically where you break up with with your partner mm-hmm. and they're an ex, but you're still in their lives orbiting because you're looking at all and their the social, social media. And oh. you see everything they're doing in their lives, mm. but it's not involving you anymore. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, yeah, and how toxic that can be. You, you see, this is where, yeah, it's so, so toxic. So I made a point um, with my past relationships of like just deleting them off all my social mm-hmm. media. Yeah, you've got to cleanse. You've got to cleanse, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, because it, it's so toxic and you, you're getting, you, you can't physically get over them and mm. move on. But well, you're constantly, you're seeing, constantly them. seeing them. Mm. What they're doing. Um, but like, even like after my ex Adam, like I was guilty of like going on like one of my friend's social media. I was like, oh, can I yeah. use your Facebook to go on his Facebook and see what he's doing yeah. and all of this. and. And yeah, I do. You also feel like pressure to post good pictures of you being like, oh my gosh, I'm having the best time without you. Like, I'm a new person. Like, look how good I am. And then they'll be like, oh, I always think, like, oh, I'm posting a picture. Oh, because they'll be like, oh, why did I let that go? Mm, Oh, I'm really missing out now. So true. true. I've been there. (laughs) We've all (laughs) been there. there. (laughs) I wanted to end um, this episode with talking to you about how if you've ever had any female friendships that you've lost and they've ended. Um, for a certain or you've had to back away for a certain reason and how did you kind of overcome that loss and move forward 
mm-hmm. because we've all been there. I've had mm-hmm. some big. It's yeah, it's very weird actually, like trying to analyze it. But every stage of my life since senior school, I've had a friend that's been in that period of my life, mm-hmm. and then now I'm not friends with them, and yeah. then kind of had to let them go, or we've mm-hmm. fallen out over something, mm-hmm. and I now don't speak to them, and it's just like yeah. every kind of semi-chapter of my life there's always been that one girl that was really close yeah. to me and now isn't so I kind of I don't want to say like lost a best friend because that means like she died but um, no, <laughs> lost a best friend yeah she's still here but we stopped being friends this summer actually mm-hmm. and it was very out of the blue so I basically have been going through quite a bit of just random shit sorry mm-hmm. swearing. Um, no, you can okay say random it. shit this random shit, <laughs> random shit. <laughs> this um, past few years which hasn't been too great and this just the, this summer, it just really exploded. Mm-hmm. And, like, things went absolutely tits up. And um, she had known all this. And then when I was in America, because me and my mum decided, like, right, we just need to get away just for a week mm. or two weeks, whatever. And um, I went to text her. And she had blocked me on, like, she had unfriended me on everything. Un- you know that thing on Instagram, yeah. you block them yeah. and then unblock yeah. the unfollow. And I was like, so I messaged her, being like, hey, what's going on? Like, I, when did we unfollow each other on Instagram? She's never replied to me. Never did oh. anything. And then she got her mum to speak to my mum. I was like, okay, oh. we're 20. We need to calm this down. When you get the parents down. involved, you're like, really? I'm like, <sighs> really, this is, we're different ages now. You need to calm down. And I remember being really upset at first. I was like, what have I done wrong? And apparently it was and just because I wasn't... No, and apparently it's just because I wasn't, like, talking to her too much. But I was like, you know a lot of stuff was mm. going on in my life right now. Like, I haven't been speaking mm. to anyone. And, yeah, we just didn't become friends. Then I was like, well, if she was willing to do this, then clearly we're not that mm. good friends and you're not the person I thought you were. It's those moments when you really just like, uh, like, yeah, you just want them to uh, to understand, and mm-hmm. like, it shouldn't have been a, a case of her being like, "Why are you not being good friends yeah. to me?" When really she should have probably been reciprocating the support that you needed at exactly. that time, mm-hmm. yeah. and have been there for you. Yeah, and she had been there for me, like, because a, lo- a lot of stuff has happened. She was always there for me, which was really nice. But mm-hmm. then this kind of, she knew this was like a massive thing, and then mm-hmm. she just didn't. I don't know. We just mm-hmm. clearly weren't. I just think there's there's all these trials and kind of hurdles come along. And if you can't go over them together, then you're yeah. like, well, time to Because we had sort of gone over things, because like, this was the girl that um, I lost because she got a boyfriend, and then we came okay, back together. Okay. But every time she got a boyfriend, I'd lose her, and she's mm-hmm. had quite a few. Um, and so I thought, oh, we'll just get over this one. But then I'm like, mm, I don't think this is one we're going to get over, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a shame. It's a shame. Yeah, with me, my, um, I had a, a best friend throughout high school. We, it was our first day in um, year seven, and we just clicked straight away. We were friends, and then it got to the stage of having boyfriends um, in year year eleven. Okay. I think, um, and it was just yeah, like she was spending loads of time with her boyfriend, and I was spending time with mine, and we just kind of we drifted, and like we but we got over the boyfriend thing because like we both split up from our, our partners and more time together but it was just ultimately this thing of like, we were growing up as people we were like mm. becoming different people than we were originally and we just grew apart like and we're going down different paths in life so we had different morals mm. um and yeah it was really 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 sad and i think a big part of me losing her in the end was my own mental health yeah um because it was yeah it became quite a pressure on on me because she was like my my closest friend and she's the only one I'd want to talk to um, and that became too much for her and that's fair enough like and I look back and it's really sad um, but but that's it's 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 so fine because you know like you go through what you're meant to go through mm. everything happens for a reason like I'm a yeah. massive sucker for like yeah you know, me too that sort of stuff that sort of stuff um, but yeah like so after we we parted um, went to um, 
sixth form, but I moved. Um, we met up like once a year, I think, and it was lovely to see her, but it became more prominent, more obvious to me that we were different people mm. and we just, there wasn't you that, are. that and connection. You just, that yeah, and sometimes you just have to leave them behind yeah. Yeah. to go on to do yeah. things for you. Yeah. Um, so what's the one thing that you are looking forward to most in your 20s regarding female friendships? I think just like, just going through things together, mm. just going yeah, through it all together and just being well. there and just, just you know, rolling on the roller coaster yeah. of life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, going with the flow. Yeah, like literally, yeah. I'm just, I'm just really, really excited just to have a good time yeah. with my friends. And just see, and like, also what I'm looking forward to is just like seeing my friends' successes Oh yes, yeah. and relationships, doing yeah. so weddings, much, yeah, exactly. oh, all of yeah. that kind of thing. Also looking for, yeah, I'm looking at my sister, and she is living in London with all of her mm. best friends for uni. I'm just like, that is actually incredible, and I'm so looking forward just to mm. doing that kind of yeah. thing, yeah. just living with Definitely. everyone, just, oh, yeah. just being with everyone and watching everyone grow. That's yeah. people. Yeah. I love it, yeah. Bella and Fenella. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for coming. What's up somewhere? Where can people find you? Do you want to plug your Instagrams okay, or yeah. talking about social media? Oh, should we? Oh, no, no, no. Should we not? Because that's like kind of toxic things Ooh, that we were talking about. Yes. But you can gonna find these. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear these voices. And be like, wow, where can I find them? <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and tune in next week for another episode. Bye.